welcome to the Rich Thoughts Podcast, where our goal is to glorify God and terrify the devil. Get ready. It's going to be a great journey. Good morning and welcome to Rich Thoughts for Breakfast. I'm Harold Herring and my fine wife, Beth, is on a trip to see our children from Israel. Abby, Chris, Sophia, Symphony, and Georgie. And uh, she's going to see them for a couple of days, and then she'll be back. First time she's seen them since, well, almost two years ago. Wow. Today we're going to talk about from debt generating to wealth producing. See, money's always looking for a place to go. It's up to us to send it to the right places. We must stop being a debt-generating Christian and become a wealth-producing, people-blessing believer. It's decision time. We will decide to live our lives the way we've been living, or we're going to decide to change the way that we've been living. Here are seven ways to stop being a debt-generating Christian and save more of what you make. Number one, develop your spiritual resistance. Focus on scriptures involving personal discipline and the ability to withstand temptation by just saying no or walking on by. The debtors are your best friends. So long as you pay your minimum payments on time and don't exceed your credit limits. If or when either one of those scenarios take case or take care, your friends at the credit card companies begin to change their outlook. Habakkuk 2727, Classic Amplified. Shall your debtors not rise up suddenly who shall bite you, exacting usury of you, and those awake who will vex you, toss you to and fro, and make you tremble violently? Then you'll be booty for them. Wow. Credit card companies will be your closest friend until you can't make your monthly payment or exceed your credit limit. And either those well in either of those two scenarios, your friends with the ever increasing credit limit will be gone faster than a gallon of Rocky Road ice cream at a church picnic. Habakkuk two seven two seven in the New Living Translation says it this way Suddenly your debtors will take action. They will turn on you, take all you have, while you stand trembling and helpless. Here's what we've defined as a shopping scripture. It's found in Proverbs 4.25, 4.25 Classic Amplified. Let your eyes look right on with fixed purpose, and let your gaze be straight before you. Now see, that's how you develop spiritual resistance. Number two, practice praying about your wants before paying for them. Never make a buying decision, especially a major one, without praying about it. And we mean serious prayer with your spouse if you're married. And we don't mean just one of those, Lord, if it's your will, let me buy this. Just have the salesperson tell me how much I'd enjoy it. Wrong thing. Proverbs 21.20, 21.20, Living Bible. The wise man saves for the future, but the foolish man spends what he gets. Listen, financial tools and software will come and go. 
investment brokers and counselors, well, they'll win and they'll lose. Corporate mergers will succeed and fail. The economy will have recessions and depressions. But one thing, one thing will never change. The Word of God, the love of our Heavenly Father for His children, and His repentance for our sins and say it the way it is, our stupidity. Proverbs 19.21, 19.21, New Living Translation. You can make many plans, but the Lord's purpose will prevail. Number three, create a cooling off period. If you see something you want as opposed to need, put it on at least a seven-day or even better 30-day list on your refrigerator where it can be visible. Be sure to date when the item was placed on the list. If you don't want it as much in seven days or 30 days, mark it off the list. Delaying your buy on major purpose of purchase. Let me say that again. <laughs> Delaying your buy on major purchases will be frustrating at first, but when you mark it off, you will feel a real sense of satisfaction. Psalm 27, 14. 2714 Classic Amplified. Wait and hope for and expect the Lord. Be brave and of good courage and let your heart be stout and enduring. Yes, wait for and hope for and expect the Lord. Number four, avoid deals that you can't afford to pass up. If you don't need it, don't buy it. You can go broke saving money on deals. Make no mistake about it, there will always, always be another deal coming along. Proverbs 21.20, 21.20, Living Bible. The wise man saves for the future, but the foolish man spends what he gets. Always remember, a deal is not a deal if you can't afford it. And I don't just mean being able to make the minimum payment, but rather having a plan to pay the debt off rapidly. If you can't pay your credit card bill off each month when the bill arrives, then every deal is one that you can pass up. Number five, don't make a habit of going to the mall. As I was typing these words, I was reminded of Luke 2240. 2240, classic Amplified Bible, which says, When he came into the place, he said to them, Pray that you may not at all enter into temptation. Now here's a fact. If you're not at a place, Wall, Mall, Walmart, Target, Home Depot, then you'll not be tempted to make an impulse buying decision. If you must go to one of those stores, always go with a list. I want to say that again. Always go shopping with a list. If it's not on the list, don't buy it. If you can control your spending, then don't put yourself in the place of temptation. An alcoholic, well, they should spend their, shouldn't spend their time in bars. A drug, drug addict shouldn't be visiting his or her friends at the crack house. Person with a porn addiction should not visit X-rated internet sites. And if you have a spending addiction, don't put yourself in temptation. Number six. Stay out of online stores and avoid shopping channels. Shopping is too painless when surfing the internet 
or sitting in front of your television or your computer. Watch someone else. Read a book. Better still, watch, you know, watch the library, our library, over 1,800 videos on our website and on YouTube. That's at heraldherring.com. Number seven, stop being a slave to the lenders. Proverbs 17, 18, 17, 18, Message Bible. It's stupid to try to get something for nothing or run up huge bills you can never pay. How to turn money into your slave instead of you being a slave to the money. It's real simple. Let your money work for you instead of you working for the money. Proverbs 22, 7, 22, 7, in the contemporary English version. The poor are ruled by the rich, and those who borrow are slaves to the moneylenders. If the money you earn each week is not your own, free from the demands of creditors, then you're a slave to the moneylenders. Dictionary.com defines slave as a person entirely under the domination of some influence or person. If every penny you make is designated from making minimal or monthly payments, then you're under the influence of someone else. Now that's an interesting thought, under the influence. Some people get under the influence with bourbon, scotch, gin, vodka, whiskey, beer, wine, or illegal prescription drugs. There are millions of, Christ millions of Christians who would never even be tempted to be under the influence of drugs or alcoholic beverages. But they definitely will get under the influence of Visa, MasterCard, Discover, American Express, and dozens of other retailers, shopping networks, and websites. When you're in debt, you're under the influence of creditors. Oftentimes, your servitude to the lenders will determine your response to the things God wants you to do the places he wants you to sow, and where he wants you to go. When you're under the influence, your thought process, your speech, your action time, your body responses are all controlled by something other than God. When you're under the influence, you make unwise choices. Now that may seem exhilarating at the moment, but when you sober up, you can't believe you made such a Fool of yourself. Stop spending money to make other people wealthy. Use the money you have, regardless of the amount, to bless others and make you wealthy. When you get control of your spending, then you'll be in a position to start investing in wise investments and kingdom business. We'll move from being debt-generating Christians to wealth-producing Christians. Then God, will never ask us. He'll never ask that question. It was posed to the unwise steward in Matthew 25, 26 through 29, the Amplified Bible. The scripture says, But his master answered him, You wicked and lazy and idle servant, did you indeed know I reap where I have not sowed and gather grain where I have not willowed? 27. Then you should have invested my money with bankers, and at my coming, I would have received what was my own with interest. Verse 28. So take the talent away from him 
and give it to the one who has the ten talents. 29. For to everyone who has will be more given, and he will be furnished richly so that he will have an abundance. But the one who does not have, even what he does have, will be taken away. That sounds to me like we should consider and make the choice, not just consider, make the choice to be a wealth-producing believer if we want to be successful and prosperous. And that's a fact. Hallelujah. Go to heraldherring.com. Click the button that says sow a seed. Just ask God what seed he'd have you sow. Do what he says. That's all we ever ask. And until tomorrow morning at 830 Eastern, God bless you. Happy trails. And keep thinking rich thoughts. Bye-bye.